0: Jimmy Clayton yes we're all together I know
1: (laughs) (laughs) for the first time in forever and for the last time in a very long time. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well,
0: I understand. But I still don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm literally tearing up a little bit. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We haven't informed you already. DJ Jimmy will be sailing away on Norwegian's Breakaway. Come
0: sail away. Come sail away. Come sail... Oh, I promised I wasn't going to sing. Sorry. From
1: November 10th till May 10th.
0: That's a long fucking time.
1: So... If you find yourself on board, go say hi. Yes. Take a selfie with him and tweet it at Oddity Files.
0: Yes. Tag him on all the instas.
1: Yes, everything.
0: Yes. All the stuff and all the things. Because I'm still not sure of his Twitter name. I I think you had one at some point, but I don't think you've posted to it in like thirty five years.
1: Even though you're twenty (laughs) four. Oh, but by the way, this is Oddity Files, the the podcast. podcast. I'm Clayton Abbott. I'm
0: Kitsy Duncan. And over in the corner on the ones and twos is DJ Jimmy. (laughs) We are a paranormal podcast, and we're in the fucking studio.
1: Finally. We've done so many live shows. We've done so many just remote episodes. And we're not complaining by any means. But it,
0: it kind of feels like home today.
1: Yeah, the past two months, really... Three months have just been a whirlwind, you could say. Slightly, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's as appropriate as appropriate as it gets. We are in the studio. It's dark outside. We have candles lit.
0: I have wine. I always have candles lit. I I've, just
1: chugged a coffee.
0: <laughs> Did you? I have new crystals I've, I got in San yeah. Antonio. Purple fluorite, it spoke to me. I kind of feel like it's... It's the, it's the crystal I need in my life right now.
1: It is awesome. It is. And she was what? lugging this. Th- it's not small. She was lugging it around. In my fanny pack. <laughs> in her fanny pack on the show floor.
0: Yep. And I just hold it and I just feel warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Anybody who has a thing about crystals, you get what I'm saying right now. But it's gorgeous.
1: We drove past. So DJ Jamie and I just got back from LA. We went out there for Halloween. Like I Well done do- on the
0: costumes, boys. Oh. Saw that in the stories today. <laughs>
1: like we do every year and i we actually passed a place that it was like extremely out of the way it was just like somewhere we were driving and passing called the crystallarium what and i if it would have been somewhere closer to where we were actually yeah i was absolutely going to go but it just said like crystallarium and i could and see all gonna these get Reiki massive healed things and- in the windows <laughs>
0: that's awesome i, I- I'm obsessed with crystals. It's ridiculous. My husband calls them my rock collection. (laughs)
1: I'll never forget the time that Chris and I, if you aren't familiar Chris, is her husband. We were driving somewhere and I was sitting in the passenger seat (laughs) and I was like, something is rolling around on the floor. And I keep stepping and I pick it up and it was one of her crystals. But it was... a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah, well, Enough that I was like, what is on the floor? <laughs>
0: Whenever we do a live podcast, I have certain crystals. I wear right. on certain parts of my body, one in my pocket, two necklaces, you know, three in my fanny pack or whatever. <laughs> so Ugh. it's just a thing. It's, it's like a, a comfort thing. Instead of a pacifier, I carry rocks around. <laughs> it works. Um, so anything spooky going on in your, in your life?
1: I don't think so, really. Um. No. Well... Just to continue on with, and if you guys listen, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say this. We got home, walked in the kitchen, and the ceiling above our kitchen is collapsing. No. I wish I was kidding.
0: No. It gets it, slightly cold out and the whole thing falls apart again.
1: And so, but it's just like, it's just collapsing. Oh, my God. Not like collapsing just
0: is it like crumbling down yeah I mean there's like a
1: two foot section that's like
0: oh shit
1: and if you like press on it the whole it
0: yeah I love those old homes but (laughs) you know Uh, you gotta get the right people to fix up those old homes (laughs) for them to be livable
1: right but other than that
0: no no um not really me either it's fucking cold out, so I've been enjoying my little patio, which is nice.
1: It is cold.
0: Yeah. Been, but God.
1: hard for us to complain because it wasn't that cold while we were out there. It was chilly, it was chilly. for yeah. being out there. Yeah. But when we, we connected in Minneapolis and when we got off the like off the plane and onto the jet bridge, I was like, oh,
0: yeah. Is it cold up there? We're Yep. Because we're going to be there this weekend. I
1: know. Well, that's what I said as we were walking through the airport. He was like, this is a really nice airport. I was like, I'll be back in four days. Caribou
0: Coffee is all over that airport. I love that shit.
1: We actually got chocolate at a little chocolate store. I what Me too, but it was good. Yeah. In a crazy way. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's
0: episode 50.
1: Five oh, zero. Oh, shit.
0: I'm going to be 50 next year. We're on our 50th episode. What the fuck is going on? So
1: this is the 50th episode. I need episode. to play the lotto. Next week is going to be... Are live from Minneapolis.
0: Yes. Which when they're listening to this, it'll be that day.
1: Yes. Okay. And just then... I just want to clarify. <laughs> so, yeah, we need to figure out something to we do should, for a yeah, year. We
0: should do something.
1: should probably start planning that.
0: <laughs> when When is the actual... When did we do our first one?
1: The one... Oh, the actual day?
0: Yeah. It was like November. I know that, right? Right. Or was it December?
1: <laughs> it was...
0: November 30th. Oh, shit. November 30th. It's That's right That's so the corner. crazy. Well, Sophie and David from Not For The Dinner Table just celebrated their one year. They did. Anniversary. And they did a big to-do. Shit. That really puts the pressure on us.
1: I know. We'll figure something out. We'll brainstorm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll just go back to Scarlet Lane. <laughs>
1: True. So did you... I might have already asked you this. I think I asked you this last week. Have you watched Chernobyl?
0: No, I've not. But people... Say that I should and that people may have been you.
1: It may have been. So I started watching it on the mm-hmm. way to San Antonio because it's only five episodes. Each episode's like an hour, maybe an hour ten.
0: Okay.
1: But it's like very, very accurate. And I know I'm way behind that it's been out for a hot minute now.
0: Yeah. Well, you're still ahead of me.
1: But it was really, really good. All Everything I saw like on Facebook and this that and another about it was like, oh my gosh, it's so gory and like harrowing and just like It's a lot to watch. Is it zombies? No, it's the true story of Chernobyl. Oh,
0: well, then yeah. But I didn't, like,
1: I was expecting a lot worse. Well, which might be bad. It's saying
0: something about us,
1: probably. But, like, obviously, it it wasn't like a surprise, like, knowing what happened there, right? Obviously. And, I mean, it is an HBO People's series. fucking faces
0: melted off, right? Yeah. I mean, for real. For real.
1: <laughs> it is an HBO series, so they don't really hold much of anything back. Right. But I kind of appreciated it because it was, like, kind of opened your eyes to – it made it feel more real, like you were, yeah. you know, like, empathy-wise. Oh,
0: yeah. Absolutely. But
1: it was really, really good. And at the end, it shows – pictures of the actual characters that you were following the whole time, of course. Oh, wow. And it's like a three minute long thing at the end just showing like how it, how it progressed and the real people and this, that and other. You should definitely watch it and then let me know what you think. Okay. Absolutely. It, like I said, it's like five episodes. Oh, HBO oh, mini series.
0: I'm like stuck. Uh, you guys know, cause you just walked into my house, but I am obsessed <laughs> with the TV show glow on Netflix. Any child from the eighties. Anybody who knows anything about wrestling will enjoy this. <laughs> so here I am enjoying the shit out of it.
1: Um, Wait, you said you have a paranormal in the news.
0: I do. I've, I have a couple of them. One of them is kind of a big deal to me. One, because uh, it has to do with Zach Baggins, and I'm always all about his news stories. Um, two, it's about the Demon House and Gary. But I found out by reading this story. So the land is is still haunted. Priests say, you know, that terrible, terrible things are still happening on the land where the quote unquote demon house stood before uh-huh. Zach Baggins had knocked it down. If you live under a rock and don't know what the demon house is, it's a house that was allegedly infested with demons that was... Zach Beggins did a documentary on called demon house. He then sold it to travel channel. They played it with extra footage. I think you can watch (laughs) it absolutely anywhere you want right now. Um, it happened in Gary, Indiana, um, had witnesses like social workers and priests and things like that. No video footage, but the witnesses were very credible children crawling up the walls, things like that. Um, part of the demon house is actually now in Zach Bagans haunted museum, um,
1: the staircase,
0: the staircase. And I believe some dirt that was under the staircase. Oh. Um, so the story is that the priest says that the land is still, still haunted. haunted, but the crazy fucking thing is you guys have both been to where I grew up, which was Griffith, Indiana. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it always said that the Gary house, the Gary house, the Gary house. Well, there's, parts of Gary and one of them is called Calumet Township which was four blocks from where I lived is where the line was and this house was in fucking Calumet Township and I had no idea.
1: That's so crazy. So it kind
0: of brings it all full circle. I yeah. figured it was like downtown, Fifth and Broadway, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was in what one of the not so bad areas of Gary, at least when I was living there. Sure. I don't know what it's like now. Um, but yeah, I thought that was absolutely insane and kind of tied at home. Also, um, this is not paranormal in the news, but ties back to Griffith, Indiana. I saw I posted in our Our Facebook group. So my high school now has a paranormal team. Really? Go Panthers. It's like 30-some kids. What? Investigating all over the place, which I could not be more proud. And I want to hang out with these kids, (laughs) first and foremost. The Griffith, Indiana high school paranormal team. You kids go. But there was a special um, on one of the news channels up in northwest Indiana that they, they went and investigated, and I guess they do all the time, but the Lake County Jail. Of course. It was really neat. <laughs> so awesome. whoever this guy, I didn't, I don't remember names. That's not who I am. I'll remember your face forever, but I will not remember your name. Um, this guy was heading up this paranormal team at the high school. Go you. That is awesome. I need to go and hang out with these guys. Is kids. it a faculty
1: member or is it just a- I believe so. That's cool. I believe so. That's really cool. Yeah.
0: So, and- Everything full circle. Did you hear that Zach Baggins bought Ted Bundy's murder kit? Yes. Yes.
1: I did see that. Ice pick, face mask.
0: Yes. I'm I'm assuming he's going to think it's haunted. I just want to know, like, what
1: auction do these go to?
0: I don't know if he knows people who know people. See, and
1: that's the only thing. Because there's no way he's at, like, a Sotheby's, and they're like, (laughs) and now we have Ted Ted Bundy's. Bundy's. Murder case. One
0: million dollars. Yeah. I, I don't know. He also owns Ted Bundy's infamous Volkswagen Beetle.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: He's got... He's. Where does he keep all of this? It's Bus- in the museum.
1: Oh, the Beetle's in the museum? It's badass. That's cool.
0: Again, if I had Zach's mo- Zach Bagan's <laughs> money, I would spend it the exact same way. So it's 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 badass. But, you know... Apparently, the travel channel pays really well. Or Apparently. that museum
1: is doing really well. Well, admission was like 60 bucks a person. It better be doing
0: well. I didn't even pay attention. I'm like, babe, buy tickets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have to go.
0: He's like, I will not even argue. This is her jam. So that's my paranormal in the news. Kind of hometown ties, if you will, with a little bit of Zach Bagans sprinkled in for good measure.
1: So I it's not really a paranormal in the news. It's more of just like something that. We'll find humor in I saw this story of this man who was like terminally ill for a long time and he was always known like to his fam, um, family and friends as being a prankster, you know, whatsoever. Did you see that as they were literally lowering his casket into the ground, he had someone like play over a sound system, him like knocking me like, Hey, like (laughs) what's going on? Like, let me out of here. (laughs) Like what the hell's going on? And Hashtag it's all goals. it's all caught on YouTube and it's so funny. But they said like he was always a prankster awesome. so literally in his final moments. Well, post final moments. Yeah.
0: Well, good for him for planning ahead. Right. You know, I know. I always want to be one of those person that left like a video. will, <laughs> you know, like you see in all the movies. Tony Stark. Yeah, exactly. So, Cassandra, I'm going to leave you this. Carter. <laughs> You get all my ghost hunting equipment. Share with Clayton. <laughs> keep investigating, and Zach, sell my cars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I love that story so very much.
1: We haven't really talked about us much. We have a Facebook. We have an Instagram. We have Twitter. All of those you can find us at Oddity Files at. Oddity Files. On Facebook, we have a not-so-secret fan group that's called the Oddity Files fan page or fan group. Something like that. It is a closed group, so you just have to request to be added, and one of us will go through and let you in. Um, If you're listening today, what day?
0: November 8th.
1: November 8th, 2019. Yes. Tonight at 8 p.m., we are in Minneapolis at GalaxyCon doing another live podcast.
0: Yes. I'm super excited
1: about that one. I'm really excited as well.
0: How cool is it that they made us a featured panelist?
1: I know. That is really cool. And we didn't even ask. No, we didn't. I was like, oh my God, I feel like like such a big deal right now. Sometimes we're like, hey guys, can uh, we do a podcast? Yeah, Usually that's how (laughs) it goes down. And they're like, what corner can we throw? No, no. (laughs) But but yeah, that was really cool. But we love the GalaxyCon family and we love their shows. We're happy to be in Minneapolis. And
0: our last live show of the year. Yes. As of now, in case something (laughs) pops up. Right. But um, we'll also be in Louisville, November 22nd at Galaxy Con. Yes. At 845. And if you check out our Facebook page, it's just Oddity Files. We have events on there that have the room number, all the good stuff, and all the things. And um, share it with your friends. If you have friends in Louisville or in Minneapolis, let them know what's going on.
1: Yeah. But like I said, we really enjoy doing live podcasts. We've just come off just a train of live podcasts. But it was
0: so much fun.
1: It really was. All in very different places and just very different audiences. We had some audiences that were huge fans. Some had never heard of us. Yeah. And that's that's always fun.
0: Because our gig's pretty much been Comic-Cons. Yeah. But we got to do the, the fun library. I said library. I did. <laughs> that just happens. Library. And we got to do Scarlet Lane, which was fun. Brewery, Ace yep. is always amazing. So, yeah, if you guys want us to come do a live podcast where you are, let us know. It's Crew at Gmail. We also want your stories that you can also send to Crew at Gmail. So the uh, Milo story was a big hit
1: yeah it was <laughs> yeah
0: people kind of dug that which i mean he's very pretty so i can't blame them <laughs> and his story was great
1: it was really cool
0: so yeah okay so i believe i went first last week
1: Yes, you did okay
0: so it's all you that was not a segue that was a hey i'm throwing you under the bus tell me a story
1: <laughs> so the birmingham police have over a hundred recorded reports of Unexplainable activity that has been experienced by people at Sloss Furnaces.
0: Ooh, I love that
1: place. In Birmingham, Alabama, over the years. And those are just the ones that have been actually reported. Between the years of 1882 and 1971, Sloss Furnace and its employees were tasked with turning coal and ore into steel. That steel went on to shape the Industrial Revolution from New York skyscrapers to bridges in the south. Sloss Furnace had a hand in all of it. But the cost was great. So Sloss was known as an inhumanely terrible place to work. And yet the worst of the worst was the graveyard shift foreman, James Wormwood. Um, Had a nickname, Slag. Oh. During the stifling summer months, Temperatures throughout the plant would reach more than 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Lack of sleep, the heat, and low visibility made work in the furnace literally a living hell. And Marjorie literally is written in my story. Chris had a job
0: very similar to this, working in a gelatin plant. Yes, it's me that says literally too much, not you. Go ahead.
1: only the poorest of workers desperate for employment would work there. To impress his supervisors, Wormwood would make would make his workers take dangerous risks, forcing them to speed up production. During his reign, 47 workers lost their lives, 10 times more than any other shift in the history of the furnaces.
0: It's been a while since we've had a dick face, so yay.
1: Countless others lost their ability to work due to accidents, mishaps, and even a recorded explosion in the small blowing engine house in 1888 that left six workers blind.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yes. There were no breaks, no holidays. There was only the furnace and its constant hunger for just production and more coal. Um, or more steel, sorry. In 1906, slag fell from the top of the largest furnace, nicknamed Big Alice, and fell into a giant pool of melting ore. Needless oh, to say, was his pushed. body just dissolved. Oh, or less instantly. I mean, that sounds it's like
0: the worst Moltenor. way to die. <laughs> According
1: to the legend, the workers may have been driven too far and for revenge fed him to the furnace. But that's just legend. Alice was hungry. Right. Since then, the ghost of Slag has continued to torment from beyond the grave. There have been many stories from past employees about being shoved from behind by invisible hands or hearing the sound of a man screaming get back to work. When... Obviously, there's no one there at all. Probably the most horrifying tale occurred in 1971 when the night before the plant closed, Samuel Blumenthal, the sloth night watchman, who was nostalgically taking a last look about, found himself face to face with the most frightening thing he had ever seen. He described it simply as an evil half man, half demon who tried to push him down the stairs. When Blumenthal refused, the monster began to beat on him with his fist. Upon examination by a doctor, Blumen, Blumenthal was found covered with intense burns. He oh. died before ever returning to Floss. Oh. This is true. Wow. Yeah. Today, the furnace is a historic monument with day and nighttime tours of the building and the grounds. So if you're looking for something terrifying, Sloth's furnace and the ghost of Slag surely will not disappoint. And I want to investigate.
0: Same. I've wanted to investigate there for a while.
1: I never heard of it.
0: Ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters have been there because I watch all the shows. (laughs) Ghost Hunters was there with Meatloaf. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. And if he didn't scare me, I'd ask him for a paranormal story. But the man scares me. (laughs) Does he? (laughs) Um, That's that's awesome. I do love that. And it's just a – I have this industrial – Oh, yeah. fetish, if you will. I love those kind of places.
1: Well, and the building itself just looks terrifying. You oh, know, it looks yeah. like I mean, it looks like the set of Nightmare on Elm Street.
0: Absolutely. And the reason I feel like Slag was his name, mm-hmm. looked like half demon half human is because he was fucking melted. Melted. Yeah. He's not a demon. He's just half Freddy Krueger half Slag. I wonder
1: how fast. Cause, I mean oh. he it had to just go to nothing.
0: You have to feel it though. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is it, or, but is it too much? Maybe your brain can't handle it and you're just That's in shock. That's what I'm
1: shock. saying. Hope or was it so high up that the fall killed him? Cuz I mean surely he like
0: Yeah, but yeah, cuz I mean if, even melted steel's going to have some kind of impact oh, yeah. to it. I can only have these kind of conversations with you. <laughs> <laughs> This is not something I can just have with some person on the street. So I appreciate that about
1: you. Question. If you were to fall from 50 <laughs> feet into molten ore. Would you
0: feel it? What would happen? Would shock kick in? <laughs> would you actually feel your skin melting? Uh, oh, shit. No, that was great. I yeah, love that. Like I
1: said, it was short. It wasn't too crazy. but
0: Yeah. And when I watch those shows, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the history. I'm more about the evidence yeah. they find. So thank you for the refresher. Of course. slag. I will not forget that name now. I am going to tell the story of Edru- Edward Mordrake, or okay. Mordake. And the story goes a little something like this. So there's this meme making its its way around social sites recently about a man with two faces. The The meme says, the skull of Edru- Edward Mordrake, the man born with a second face on the back of his head, circa 19—nope. 1890. Although it could not speak full words, the second face was able to laugh, cry, and make strange noises without Edward's control. He reportedly begged doctors to have the demon face removed, claiming that it whispered, to him at night, but no doctor would attempt it, and he committed suicide at the age of 23. Whoa! If you watched American Horror Story Freak Show, which I only made it halfway through that one, I just couldn't deal with the uncomfortableness, Um, you heard about Edward Mordrake and his demon face that sat on the back of his head. The show went on to describe how Mordrake joined a sideshow and eventually killed everyone in it before taking his own life, and then haunting sideshows every Halloween, which I love how they take stories and make them sensational like that. Yeah, But this actual case became sensationalized in 1895 when an article ran in the Boston Sunday Post written by Charles Loughton Hildreth about a story they found in a medical journal. The headline read, The Wonders of Modern Science... Some um, half human monsters once thought to be the devil's brood. I mean, they had me at the headline. Right. Right. Um, George Gould and Walter Pyle wrote about Mordrake in their or Mordake. So Mordrake is, has come out since American horror story. Gotcha. More Dake was the name in this article. So I will say either or sure. and probably both. We'll know. yeah. Exactly. So they wrote about Mordrake in their 1896 book, Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine. And here's what they wrote about him. The following well-known story of Edward Mordrake, though taken from lay sources, is of sufficient notoriety and interest to be mentioned here. One of the weirdest as well as most melancholy stories of human deformity is that Edward Mordake said to have been heir to one of the noblest peerages in England. Uh, He never claimed the title, however, and committed suicide in his 23rd year. He lived in complete seclusion, refusing visits from even the members of his own family. He was a young man of fine attainments a profound scholar and a musician of rare ability. His figure was remarkable for its grace and his face. That is to say his natural face was that of an Antinous. I'm assuming he was ridiculously good looking, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but upon the back of his head was another face that of a beautiful girl, lovely as a dream, hideous as a devil. The female face was a mere mask occupying only a small portion of the posterior part of the skull, yet exhibiting every sign of intelligence of a malignant sort. However, it would be seen to smile and sneer while Mordake was weeping. His eyes would follow, I'm sorry, her eyes would follow the movements of the spectator and the lips would gibber without ceasing. No voice was audible, but Mordake says that he was kept from his rest at night by the hateful whispers of his devil twin, as he called it, which never sleeps, but talks to me forever in such hateful whispers, things as they only speak of in hell. No imagination can conceive the dreadful temptation it sets before me. For some unforgiven wickedness of my forefathers, I am knit to this fiend. They write terrible back then. (laughs) For a fiend, it surely is. I beg and I beseech you to crush it out of human semblance, even if I die for it. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Such were the words of the hapless Mordake to Manvers and Treadwell, the physicians. In spite of careful watching, he managed to procure poison whereof he died, leaving a letter requesting that the demon face might be destroyed before his burial. Lest it continues its dreadful whisperings in my grave. Wow. 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 Um, So it sounds like a miserable, awful story. This, you know, socialite, whatever, royalty, all the stuff and all the things. And and my first thought was, you know, inbreeding of all the stuff and all the things. Absolutely. so, there are pictures all over Google if you search for Ed- Edward Moore Drake or Moore Dake, both supposedly when he was alive and of his mummified skull. But other than this one article from the Journal of Anomaly- Anomalies and Curiosities of Medicine, there isn't much else on Sweet Edward, other than the photos, of course. But the internet sleuths found out more about edward than i ever could have thank god for these people um (laughs) there are recently documented cases of craniopagus parasiticus okay which is defined as a parasitic twin head with an undeveloped body is attached to the head of the developed twin whoa So according to a 2016 case report, there have only been 10 or fewer recorded cases of, I'm not going to say it again, in history, of which only three survived past birth. And were documented in the literature of those three who died before the age of two, despite surgical attempts to save the life of the, it says, auto auto, Autocytic? uh, science. Sure. Twin. The third known <laughs> <laughs> famously as the two-headed boy of Bengal who lived to be four years old and was reported to be in good health until he was bitten by a cobra and oh, died. Really? Damn it. This kid.
1: A cobra?
0: A cobra. He lived against all the odds. <laughs> and a fucking cobra bites this kid. So, and then there was also Lali Singh S I. N G H. She was born with a condition back in 2008. Far from thinking the child had been cursed like Edward, residents of her tiny village believed her to be an incarnation of the Hindu goddess Durga. Kind of cool, who is traditionally portrayed with mul- multiple limbs. So it's the the lady. You guys can't see what I'm doing. I know here, what you're but talking all about. All the arms yes. and stuff. Okay, so. And she died when she was only a few months old, poor baby, but the villagers constructed a temple in her honor. So you've got Edwards at side of the story and this poor baby, or there is another documented or abnormality called, I shouldn't even try it, Diprosopus, also known as craniofacial duplication, that one's spelled phonetically, so I had that one, um, which is the result of abnormal protein activity. The mechanisms behind this deformity, I'm not even going to try anymore, are <laughs> fully understood, although many researchers believe it to be another rare form of conjoined twinning, although somewhat more common than the first stuff and thing. Um, with just under 50 instances documented since the mid-19th century. century, Jesus, I need a podcast more. Okay, <laughs> so there can be some truth to Edward's story. Sure. This is a thing that happens, all the stuff and all the things. But speaking of the story, the original writers of this story were come to find out prior to writing this quote-unquote medical journal Um, They were science fiction writers. Ah. Yeah. And had never written anything fact-based before or after this. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not true. Right. um, Because, you know, people do new things. um, But with the journal filled with stories about such things as the Fish Woman of Lincoln, a young girl whose legs from the hips downward were covered with shining scales and terminated in the most exact tails of fish. Again, words were really hard for those people back then. Also, a half-human, half-crab whose hands and feet end in enormous hard-shelled claws. Again, I did see that in Freak Show. American Horror Story. Yes. And the melon child of Randor. Oh, no. It sounds like it's something out of Star Wars. Just take change melon to like some planet name. Yes. Um, we learn how to head the size and color of a melon with no perceptible organs of sense except a vertical slit for a mouth. Ew. So this is other things that were listed in this book. I see. I'm leaning towards fiction. I'm leaning towards fiction yeah. as well. Um, so it was literally full of the most outlandish stories of human misfortune that anyone could ever yeah, imagine. Yeah, yeah. But still, who knows? What about the pictures that are all over the interwebs? Right. Apparently, these have been 100% totally debunked as well. Just because it's on the internet, kids, does not mean that it's true. The picture of the mummified skull is actually made of papier-mâché.
1: Of course it is.
0: Yes, and it's an artist's rendering of what Edward's decomposing head would have looked like. And then there's the black and white photo of Edward still alive, being circulated as well. But apparently this one is a photo of a wax figure of what Eddie would have looked like according to the legend and the lore. And they hmm. took it and made it look black and white and all Victorian. There's also full color pictures of this gotcha. wax. I will get you all of these pictures. <laughs> I myself, being a mother of twins, knows that there is no way in hell conjoined twins can be a boy and a girl. Right. So I knew immediately, unless they were m- misidentified genders or whatever, yeah. that there was no way this was happening. Nature just does not work that way. So there you have it, kids. The urban legend, or maybe the kind of sort of true story of Edward Mordake, the man who was tortured by the demon quite literally inside his head maybe we don't know we never even met the guy (laughs) so check the pic check for the pics on our instagram god the typos in this are making it even worse (laughs) it says check for the pics in our histogram
1: histogram
0: in our histogram stories that dj jimmy (laughs) does oh so well at oddity files on instagram not histogram
1: that is good because like you said, it has been going around a lot. Yeah. Maybe just because we're coming out of spooky season. I'm sure. I'm but sure. yeah, that is, I know I've scrolled past it like 10 times. Oh yeah.
0: And I've only seen like the mummified version yes. of it, but I I've saved all the pictures. So I should probably show those to you before you go. Cause they're actually pretty cool. Um, even the, the I, I found a picture of the headline and everything, which I mean, I saw that headline. I'd have been like, oh, I'm, I'm totally reading this stuff.
1: So. Every now and then we also read listeners submitted paranormal stories, UFO stories, cryptid stories. And so since Kitsie and I both had shorter stories this week... this It's one... been so long since we've
0: done a listener story. I'm so excited. It has.
1: So this one says, this story is 100% true. It happened to me personally. One night, my buddy got a call from his mom. She was dating a guy who was living in an abandoned old house near the woods. Yikes. She called upon... She sorry, she called upset that we needed to come pick her up. We drove all the way out there. When we got there, there was no one home. We were about to back up and leave when suddenly a large translucent figure appeared in front of our car. Oh! We both looked at each other like, what the hell was that? We tried to back up the car to leave, but it died. We had to try several times, but we were finally able to get it started and drive off. The car died a second time right as we pulled into our own house. We got out of the car. We noticed a large handprint on the hood. About a week later, we found out that night the squatter, my friend's mom, that my friend's mom was dating, had actually hung himself (gasps) in that house. No. And we never went back.
0: Well, that's unacceptable.
1: That comes from the podcast doctor.
0: Hey, podcast doctor. We appreciate your story. So
1: question. So... My buddy got a call from his mom that we needed. they needed to come pick her up. So they got there. We got out of the car. Where? Did you pick up the mom? Oh. I need a follow-up. <laughs> yeah. Podcast like, doctor, hook us up. Surely that's the reason she called to say, come pick me up. Yeah, because right?
0: squatter guy. No, squatter guy's boyfriend, right?
1: No, squatter guy is... The guy. Oh, I think there are only four characters in the story: oh. podcast doctor, his buddy, his buddy's mom, and squatter.
0: But squatter was mom's boyfriend. Correct. Okay, that's that's where I was at with it.
1: Yeah, she called upset that we needed to come pick her up.
0: Oh, well, I mean that would be upsetting finding your squatter boyfriend killed himself.
1: Right. Spooky. So spooky.
0: I need to know more about the car, though. <laughs> Was it a new car?
1: I don't know. I don't Anyways, know. that is a prime example of what we asked for. It can literally be any story. As long as it has a beginning, a middle, and end, we would love to read it. And every now and then, we actually do things called autosodes, which they won't always only be listener-submitted stories. But we no. just have been getting so many recently that... We don't like them just piling up. So we really don't let
0: that stop you from sending yours, please.
1: Yes, please. And it is important if you if you don't want us to say who you are, just sign it anonymous and we will not say your name because some stories do have some sensitive matter. Yes. And we want you to be able to tell those stories, but also feel like, you know, safe and secure.
0: Absolutely. I think um we should probably do some more autisodes maybe towards once our, our live podcast died down a little bit. Yeah, for sure. We're almost there. Almost there. Yes. Um, but you guys are amazing and we appreciate the shit out of you and we adore you and the stories you're sending and this the stuff you're putting in the Facebook group and commenting on all the stuff and all the things and sharing and retweeting and all that good stuff. We
1: really do appreciate it. And... Hold on tight. Season three of the TV show is almost out. There was just a minor <laughs> detail well, that we was, found
0: out what the detail was. Right. So now there's something. we. But can hopefully do about
1: it, it was just that one thing that has been altered and they will be uploaded and resubmitted. So hopefully the Amazon gods.
0: Pray to them for us. Children
1: <laughs> say, okay, that works this time. Yeah.
0: Do your witchcraft and your hoodoo and your voodoo and make season three appear. Please. And thank you. Uh, but we're super excited about it, and we're super excited for you guys to see it. But we're we're that much closer. Yes. I wish we had, you know, it's going to be up on this day, it's impossible. but that's not how this works.
1: And we can't do that anymore. We tried with season two. <laughs> yes. And then we we're like, oh, okay.
0: And this time I said fall. Well, we've, we've got until December. It's fall until December. So
1: yeah.
0: I don't know. We're trying. We're doing Hopefully absolutely everything Hopefully it will absolutely
1: possible. be before yeah. December.
0: I was ready to quit it all yesterday (laughs) not gonna lie i'm like telling Chris, that's it i'm done i'm never ghost hunting again i'm over (laughs) it i can't do Uh, this anymore uh, but as as long as as soon as it gets up i'll be fine
1: yes (laughs) but that's what we do we will see you guys next week and you will be hearing our stories from today at minneapolis
0: yes and i cannot wait and um weird is the new cool goodbye ghost on